One of my favorite Mother Teresa quotes, Josh, was when somebody was asking her, like, what does your prayer life look like? She goes, it looks like me listening to God. (laughs) And they said, like, what does God say? And she said, he listens back. I just like that. I I just can't tell you. I like that. It's very profound to me. Mother Teresa, I think everybody could say, regardless of what your faith background is, is like probably a nice shiny example of what humanity can be. And she listened. And God listened back. Right. So can we do an episode called like The Art of Listening or something? Well, we can. Do you want to? (laughs) Well, I'll listen to you. And Brian, I'm listening. So let's do this. And listening is caring. So launch out on the loop with us today as we discuss the art of listening on Curiosity Continuum. I always think like we're infringing upon like Frazier's copyright or something. You know, when he's like, oh, yeah, I'm listening. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Actually, we need to talk about that in the thing. It's a pop culture reference. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an ever-growing collection of content designed to ignite your creative talents, power up your critical thinking skills, master your world by learning the essentials needed to thrive in this century. We share conversations that explore, examine, and reframe practical topics that help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way in a constantly changing world. Be sure to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, be sure to sign up for our newsletter by visiting us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation. So what happens when you start to hear the uh, intro music is that Josh and I will sometimes riff back and forth or sing along. You don't ever hear that because it gets uh, buried in the edit somewhere. <laughs> Usually, yeah. But Josh reminded me of one of my favorite shows uh, from the 90s, which is Frasier. And he always says, you know, hello, caller, I'm listening. And then they would start to pour out their heart, which is lovely. I mean, so, and it was always kind of funny, like what mood Frazier was in or what he was dealing with in his, uh, you know, portrayed personal life that made him, right. you know, more, more, it, more susceptible. It, it to was like, a comedy. Yes. It was a comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exaggerated things. Let's start off by saying this. If you hear somebody and you listen to somebody, they are very different things. Absolutely. And I, I do this sometimes in my own life, Brian, like when somebody's speaking to me and talking to me, I say, I hear you. I, I figured this out after many years. I'm really saying is I'm listening and processing you what you're saying to me, <laughs> because sometimes mm-hmm. people just want to talk to you and they just want that interaction, you know, like the validation that what they are saying is important. Yes. And um, I'll say this also when you have. Especially for guys, and I'll talk about me because I'm that guy. Sometimes my wife is talking to me, and like I start to do, like, how do I fix this? Right. You think I'd learn by now? It's just it's in my nature. Yeah, I'm that way too. And she's like, I just want you to listen. Just just listen to me. Yeah, yeah, because that's actually showing care. I'm not trying to game it. So like, this is now what I'm going to say because I've listened enough. Sometimes there's a really uncomfortable silence that follows because you don't have to be shiny and all together. You just have to listen. But it's a really uncomfortable place when sometimes you don't feel like you have the last word in something. Also, I think that, uh, and get back to the, the marriage thing or guys in general, I think guys always want to fix stuff. So like when somebody's like, 
saying something to you that this happened, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. Your immediate thinking is like, I want to fix this. So here, do this and this and this to fix it. And then you won't have that problem anymore. Right. But, and it took me many years, Brian, and I'm still learning that (laughs) sometimes my wife as well is just saying this stuff to me for me to listen to her. Yes. And I need to just be like, okay, (laughs) you just want me to hear your problem. You don't want me to fix it. Right. Yeah. Because that is fixing it in some ways. It's because you've heard somebody's heart. Right. You've heard what's on their mind. I've really stopped trying to ask people how they're doing. If I really am not invested in understanding how they're doing. Right. You know, because as a society, it's a polite thing to say, well, I'm fine. How are you? When in in general, most people don't really care. (laughs) I mean, they're just doing it because (laughs) it's it's polite. Yeah, Yeah, they're just doing it because it's polite. I think, honestly, the best thing I always ask people is, like, people are like, how are you doing? I go, always good. And I've started using that a lot in my everyday life. And it's funny because a lot of people say, it is always good, isn't it? And I said, yeah, unless you make it not be good. Because a lot of times perception is like 99% of if your day is going well. Mm-hmm. Like there might be some stuff that happens to you. It's Monday. You know, you got off a, a long weekend or whatever, and you're back at work. Look, nobody wants to be there. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I always say, like when people call out sick on Monday, I always tell my boss, well, why would they ruin a perfectly good weekend by coming to work? <laughs> you, you know, and that's kind of like the, the I mean, that's the truth, right? Yeah. So you kind of get to that point where you're like, OK, let's get through this together. Right. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Very fair. I have a friend from another country, from uh, Europe. And so when she moved here, and like the, the attendant at the grocery store said, how you doing? And she just kind of like talked the whole time, like what was really going on, being very honest. And kept, to the grocery clerk, like all the stuff in life while they're ringing up the groceries. And she said, the next time I went to the grocery store, the same person, so friendly. She goes, hey, the clerk goes, hey. <laughs> and there was a silence there because was not of, <laughs> how you do it yeah because it was like oh you don't really want to hear about that right and it's funny i do wish though that when the listening is actually easier when you think or you know that you really don't have to process information about something right you're hearing, kind of hearing what you want to hear that's like telling the tickling ears, this is what, hey, this is good right here. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. Right. Listening opens you up to go like, I may not hear what I want to hear. I may hear something I don't like. I may Correct. hear something and go like, I didn't know about that. It's, or Yeah, it's a critical skill. I mean, it's something that you have to really practice at. And so I think that's, you know, we've had our fun and we've had our little like talks back and forth. But when it comes right down to it, when something is important, like you and I, like we listen to each other. Yes. I mean, we actually talk and then we listen and there's a difference. And, you know, you might say something and I might say something and Brian will always say like, how, how, what do you think about this, Josh? Because he knows that like a lot of times I'm just not going to like say something about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And Brian will always say his mind on pretty much everything, even if I don't ask him to. So <laughs> I know <laughs> and I'm good. I'm good with that. Because I know Brian, you know, and so it's okay, you know, it's like, and we're good friends. So it's like, I expect that level of honesty, but a lot of people don't have that. So you have to start the skill. You have to actually start learning how to do. Yeah. And so to Josh's point, like he's wired a little bit different than me. I got to drag it out of him a little bit. He's got to like hit the edit button on the podcast (laughs) to like stop it. I'm sure he wished he had that power in real life at some points, but the, the art of listening 
can actually start with uh, empathy. It can start with respect for somebody. And sometimes it requires a question. Now, another podcast probably will devote to like the art of asking questions or something. That's important because it helps frame somebody. Sometimes like if it's, let's say you've had like highly emotional time, you know, and I had this, you know, a few months back when I had both parents who had COVID, one tragically passed away from it and dealing with that. And then my mom and a move and all these things. There was a lot of emotional energies just leaving me always. And I kind of crashed out after I got back home and I, I brought my mom back to live with us while she recovered, kind of got her life reorganized and stuff. Josh was there to listen to me. And sometimes I didn't even necessarily have to be coherent. I just needed to hear a friendly voice to go like, man, if he said like, man, like he might say on text, like, man, don't want to bug you, but what's going on? Yeah. And it wasn't even, it's just like, oh, thank you. Because you don't realize sometimes you're holding all this in that you need to let it out. Yeah, and I mean, that's like a a really thought out thing for me because like, for example, like Brian and I do know each other so well, but, you know, a friend of mine's going through something rough. I'm feeling a lot of it too because Brian and I talk a lot. So like if we go like a day or two without speaking, it feels weird. And I I know Brian probably thinks that too. It feels kind of weird. weird. Yeah, it feels weird. So like I do want to check in, but I also know that, you know, you're going through stuff. And so I love texting. And texting is a great way to listen. <laughs> a lot of people are more comfortable texting to you than they would be speaking to you in real life, especially if it's an emotional thing because their voice isn't, uh, you know, isn't waving with emotion. They're not crying or whatever on the other line. Even if they are, they can still get out what they're feeling without that. Because as a society, like we don't, we think people vulnerable are weak for some reason. And I think other people think that about themselves. Like if they're having a really emotional thing, they don't really want to necessarily communicate, but texting is a great way to do it. I think it's also a personal way to do it, especially nowadays. It's not quite as like ambivalent as email, but it is, it's just a great, it's a great way to get, to get information from people. It allows sometimes to the recipient to sit with it for a while and not have to respond. Yeah. Some really tough topics that people are taking on these days and it requires somebody to listen, but then remember if you are the speaker and somebody's listening to you, that you should be also cognizant that they may have to take a moment to process. Exactly. Like there are many times when like, as Josh and I have kind of uh, been on this uh, adventure with uh, sharing our thoughts with you all. And we have to, had to make some strategic decisions about something. He's like, let me just think about it for a moment. And I hear, I listen to him and say, okay, good. Like, and let's, we'll circle back. And we do, but just because you say it in that moment and somebody's listening and if they really truly want to understand and give a response, especially if like you're not extemporaneous person or like you want to actually give it some consideration, introverts will try to weigh it by nature a little more than extroverts. It doesn't mean that extroverts only say things that are, you know, just off the top of their head. Right. But the processing is different. And so allowing that space to listen back and to have them sit that's a skill also because that requires patience that in the listening, it actually is sequencing correctly in the brain. Yeah. And like Brian mentioned, like how extroverts and introverts think a little bit. 
I'm a little, I'm much more introverted than Brian, even though I've come off to a lot of people as being like an extrovert sometimes. I think that's because I get empowered by it sometimes. Like I'm like, oh, we're doing this. Okay, let's do this, right? But like how Brian said that, I, I, I'm the one who does that, by the way. I'm the one who says, look, I need a second to think about this. And I'll tell you what my, my, my thought process is, is because of I weigh in my brain how it's going to make Brian feel the way I respond. And so I don't want to like say, well, that was a crappy idea. Um, because if somebody told me that, I would feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my whole goal in life is to not make people feel bad. Like, like really, literally true. Like, I really want to everybody just be happy and just get along because why not? Why wouldn't we do that? You know, we always have enough crap going on. We don't need more. So I'm always trying to figure a way to mitigate that. That's good. And I'm thinking back now in our childhood about that because I had to learn how to not rain on people's parade sometimes. Right. I think everybody does. It's just a matter of when you learn that skill. Yeah. And it's it's definitely something you can learn. It's not something you have to be like born with, <laughs> right? You know, no, because because like a baby, for example, is by very nature selfish, right? Like they have to be. You don't and have to so, teach. You don't yeah. have to teach them how to be. Right, they have to be though, because yeah. they need that. Like they need the attention. They need the stuff to do. So as you're growing up, you some at some point you change over, or you don't. And you kind of, I think we all know the people that don't, right? Yeah. If you don't think you're that person, you're, you're that, that person. person. Yeah. Or you don't know that person. Guess what? You, know? <laughs> you might be that person. Yes. Last thought, I think, Josh, here. Yeah. With Art of Listening, when you are the one listening, it's important that you understand the the context by which somebody's coming at you and then on being aware of the, the importance or the weight that somebody's voice is. Uh, I had a, a, yeah. a speaker who once said, and I love the phrase, he goes, you know, this person's voice is big in my ears. And I've loved that because there have been people that have, their voice has been big in my ears. I consider what they're saying. I'm like, because it's coming from you and right. because you said it this way. It means more. Yeah. It means more. And we're all human beings and we won't get it perfect. But when you have the opportunity to go, how have I prioritized this person's voice? How big is it in my own ears? You can then you're really not only listening, but now you are self-aware of the impact on you, and then you're also able to respond in a in a better, richer way. Sure. So let's pull this back around a little bit before we kind of wrap up. Let's pull it back to where what are like a few things that people can do while listening, Brian? Actually listen. Well, that's always good. That's always uh, the first one, right? Get off your phone, remove a distraction. Yeah. Look people in the eyes. That Now, that's a different skill. Like, to be able to look somebody in the eyes and tell them, like, hey, yo, or I'm listening and engaging. And what's funny about when you report a, record a podcast, and Josh and I had to learn this, Josh and I are very good at giving each other, like, verbal feedback. And in the early days of a podcast, we were going, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh, like right. you would in a normal conversation. But a podcast is a little bit more if you go, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh, like you miss what's actually being said. It's not, it, it's it's great when Brian and I are talking, but it's not good to listen to. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So we're cognizant that you have to listen to us, and then we tune what we're saying to you. And we do leave some of that in, some of the ums and ahs and things like that. Things where I think it contextually makes sense, I do leave in. 
Mm-hmm. I also do want to it to feel natural. <laughs> so that that's that's another little like snippet into my editing process there. Fair statement. <laughs> Josh, should we put a comma here? Yeah, I think this is a good comma. Okay. Well, until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.